pull that microphone closer to me. Good morning. It's uh, Spillo, Brad Spillane here for the Men's Mental Health Show. Uh, we've got... Better pull that uh, network radio music down in the background. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, first of all, to everybody. I hope we're all doing fine and dandy and have been flourished or fluttered in flowers and love and, yep. and all the wonderful things that come with uh, Valentine's Day. And just want to say a quick thanks to our... <laughs> Our, uh, our two sponsors for the Men's Mental Health Show, and that's all manufacturing uh, personnel, recruitment and labour hire, um, specialising in the manufacturing industry. Please call Craig on 0424 416 I beg your pardon, that number I gave for Craig was Bodie's number, so well, let's go with 0416 um, It's just been a bit of a rush this morning. Um, yeah, look, uh, and also too, I want to I want to mention uh, just before I introduce uh, uh, Blue and Bodie uh, today about um, a special cause for a, a chap um, that uh, Jeff Stoddart from the Men's uh, Table has asked me to to make a special mention of, and that's um, uh, a chap by the name of uh, William or Will Call it C O R L E T L E T. He's going to be running two hundred kilometres. This is running two hundred kilometres in twenty four hours. Now, to give you an idea. A marathon, of course, is 42 kilometres. It's 0.195. Yeah, po- yeah. And, but, and, th- and that's often done in a couple of hours. But we're talking, we're really talking five marathons, really, aren't we? Oh, Close to it, the better part yeah. of five marathons. And he needs your support, and you can do that, which I'll put up on our, um, it's actually on our Facebook page, Men's Mental Health Show page, and it's through Lifeline. Um, his, his, his goal's $200,000. Um, He's, uh, he's kick-started things around the 10 grand mark so far, so please try to throw your support around that and, of course, all those details on the Men's Mental Health Show page as well as Lifeline. That's for Will Call It, C-O-R-L-E-T-T. Uh, boys, so good to have you back, uh, Blue, but I'll, I'll, I'll introduce uh, the wizard, the boats, the first. Uh, mate, how are, happy Valentine's Day. Are we, we've been in such a rush getting in here. I haven't even given you a, one of my hugs. Yeah, yeah, the, the full-on frontal yeah. um, man's hug. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's Tuesday, so we probably hasn't washed in Saturday, so <laughs> I wouldn't either. I mean, when Blue and I play badminton, um, you know, uh, there's lots of uh, fist pumping and chest chest bouncing, um, like uh, Kyrgios and uh, you know his, his <laughs> mate. Kokonakis. Um, yeah, no, the Kokonakis is very. It's very uh, um, uh, exuberant. Um, but I just spent. This morning, um, a Valentine's breakfast with Annette, my wife, um, in Little Paris, um, uh, in the arcade here in Katoomba. Oh, wow. Um, you know, lovely. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, and the, and the violins were playing and all that sort of stuff. But I, I wrote her a little poem. I said, old bones, old wounds, old habits, old wins, old losses, time for a renewal, knowing when to rest, knowing when to giggle, to bring forward the best in both of us. She loved it. How about Did that? you just do that this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just rattled off. Get mate. the hell out no, of here. Yeah, How can one man have so much talent? That's awesome, mate. Well, I'm going to give that another spiel, uh, another um, shout out up there towards the end of the program. But um, awesome. That's one. What about you, uh, uh, Blue? Blue Phillips is with us. And Blue, of course, we get on half a dozen times a year if we can. And I know that, Blue, you're 74. Three? Three. 73 now, uh-huh. 51 years service pretty much in the Army. Yeah. In the army and, um, and a real romantic at heart. I mean, if you go to Blue's Facebook page, everything's about his wife, Sharon, really, and how good a, a 
bloody why she is. And, you yeah. know, so what have you done? Or have you just remembered? Or have we just reminded no, you? No, I haven't, haven't just remembered. I've been given some really strong hints that what uh, my missus doesn't know, and I can be safe because I know she's not listening at the moment because <laughs> she's uh, volunteering up at the hospital. She runs the mm. Pink Ladies at the hospital, oh, wow. the Pink Lady Volunteers. So uh, God bless her. She said, oh, you know, happy Valentine's Day, dear. And, you know, because I'm out here doing this now today, as she says, on Valentine's Day. And our band is rehearsing tonight at my mate's house, at the banjo player's house. Sweeping magpies. Sweeping magpies. With the lovely and she said, Liffy, yeah. And, and uh, you're, out, you're out tonight with your band on Valentine's Day. So on the way up here, I called in and I ordered a nice uh, bouquet. I ordered a nice bouquet, yeah, so I'm up. quite the romantic. She, she, she doesn't know that yet, so I'll come home with these flowers. But, you yeah. know, I, I saw a thing on uh, TV the other day where uh, blokes are saying, well, I'm in this too, you know, how come this is such a one-sided street? Hey. Now, this is a thing, girls out there listening, if any wives or girlfriends are listening, there is a thing that blokes have invented called a, you know how you can have a, a bouquet of flowers? Yes. Well, the blokes are trying to encourage a bouquet. I bloke. I bloke. All right. So for you girls out there, don't make this a one-way street. And like I say, I can afford to be brave because I know Sharon's not listening. And blokes are very, very brave when they know their wife's not, uh, you know, tuned in. I'm sure the Club won't If you value your husband on Valentine's Day, this thing works two ways, you girls. So go out and get go out and get your man a uh, bloke. Any criticisms of that? Go from the florist? Yeah. Yeah, 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 from yeah. the floor. So any yeah. criticism of that, it's got nothing to do with me, go straight to Spillo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yes, it was my idea, brilliant. Okay, I'll cop that. No, I didn't. Um, uh, yeah, look, you know what, I, I had my, um, just while we, uh, I guess, have a quick check-in, I'll, I'll take the reins first, if that's all right. I, I, I've had my daughter come up, you know, and it's been a pretty sort of tough time between the, the two of us and for the last eight years, and, you know, a lot of that's my doing. Um, but I caught up with her last week, and then again she came around to to our uh, to my place, um, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just a, it was a wonderful, wonderful time, and she's just such a uh, strong, independent, um, witty uh, of what age? Cle- she's twenty. She's okay. twenty now, yeah, yeah, you know. and she drives a pink uh, beetle. Uh, yeah, you know, right. So you know, it's and she turns up in pink pants, and you know, she and she's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, of course. yeah. yeah. But she, um, yeah, she, she's lovely. She's, uh, you know, and it was nice because we talked about, you know, a lot of our vulnerabilities and hmm. she's doing, you know, doing it tough at the moment. She's had to leave a job because of certain things, but, um, you know, and it's costing her $300 a week to do this performing arts uh, school that she does. Really? Yeah. What, through, through TAFE or something? No, or? no, it's, it's, it's sort of, it just falls out of the category of where she can get like a study hmm. or, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So, but it is, it's a a pretty selective sort of, you know, they only take, you know, 35, 40 girls or whatever Mm. um, through, you know, each year and she's doing that full time. So she, Mm. you know, it's it's acting and theatre and singing and and dancing and and she loves that. And and even though, you know, that cost is, you know, beyond her her means, Mm. I I would say the last thing I'd ever want to do is to tell her that if you can't afford it, you can't do it. You know, that's something that, I think she she'll work out herself if that yeah, comes to that's that. Fine. But in the meantime, I really want to sort of encourage or help her as much as I can to get to what her dream is. That you know, what I mean? yeah, and yeah, if yeah. that's financially, which I've done a little bit of, she's got to see that as an obstacle to be where she wants to be. Exactly and beyond yeah. it, you know, she's got to be yeah. able to. I know that's hard, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, decry her and say, "Oh, because she's only 20. Um, but it's something that 
it's hard when you're younger because you know you're, you're kind of in the moment and they don't like like us old farts you know we like i think something that happened 15 years ago was you know yesterday afternoon at four o'clock yeah you yeah. know and and so the other thing is um you know you view life differently when you're younger and you're just setting yourself up so it's much it's a bit trite for us to say you've got to be able to see past that yeah. but at the end of the day that's exactly what she needs to do and say well i'm here doing this hard stuff and it's really really tough yeah, but there is a way beyond that yeah. and in other words if i pull out now then mm-hmm. i'll never achieve where i'm going to yeah. you know what i mean it's like exactly you, you talked about um you know the young uh, will uh, call it i know his mum really well oh, actually right. yeah. she's an african drum and dance um, oh, wow. with hands heart and feet yeah and mm-hmm. she's also an active adventure guide now Wow. And she's just, you know, in her early 50s and she's decided to do that. So they're an inspirational family, actually, to call it. They really are wonderful wow. people. And he had a story in the Gazette, by the way. I think yeah. he was like yeah, quite yeah, 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 yeah. So he's quite inspirational. Yeah. And I think he's also running or has run, I think he ran the 100 last year in the uh, the UTA event, you know, the Ultra Trails event. Oh, right. The 100K. 100K, but... Yeah, I'm yeah, running the 11 insane. in May, which I hope I live through. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, 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 yeah I am, I am, I am. Yeah, but, uh, um, you know going back to your daughter um you know it's like i used to often counsel the you know the cadets at uh, rmc and adfa you know the military training institutions yeah now they commit to four or five years of training and study right. and, and and we used to say to them you know just like the kenyans say you know like you eat an elephant in lots of little bites so it's not four yeah. years of you know yeah. left right left right you know target and front engage it's today it's tomorrow, yeah. it's this week, well, that's another week done. Just and then you get to the stage that, I don't know what stage your daughter is at with that training, where you say, you know, going back to the marathon reference, and I've run 46 or something marathons, when you're halfway through it and you're thinking you, it's getting tough and you're going to pull out, why waste that 21K? You're halfway, you know, just invest in the rest of the 21K because otherwise if you pull out like before you've finished something that you started like that, then what you've done is still of some value, but not near as much as if you complete it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah, a matter of, well, I've invested this. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're three quarters of the way through a book that doesn't really turn you on. You say, if I throw it away now, all those hours I've invested, in, I might as well finish the bloody thing yeah. and then throw it to the Scheitzer yeah. or give it to a street library. But you think, well, I've invested this commitment. Yeah. I'm just going to finish it off and then I've got it behind yeah. me, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I, 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 I hope she gets... Is she lent on the bank of Dad, by the way? Oh, look, I've done everything I can. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah good on you. Yeah, good on so, you. of course, you know, and, and look, you know, if that means it runs me broke, so be yeah. you know, it's something I haven't been able to do for yeah. really yeah. for eight years, so... I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I hear you, Blue, but, you know, I mean, I settled down to listen to one of... Uh, our past Prime Minister's speeches, Morrison. Um, oh, here you go. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I was halfway there and I, um, <laughs> I, I just couldn't finish it. I, I just couldn't do that to myself, you know. I, t- I had, to, like, had to give up on it. So I think there are some exceptions to your idea, you know. That, uh, yeah, well, but anyway, I just thought I'd chuck no, that no, in. That's brilliant, yeah. I did it with the John Grisham book, talking about books. You yeah, know, I used yeah, to love yeah. John Grisham. You know, I'd read a lot. Yeah. And then I got a book called A Painted House. And I think you got a bit formulaic. Boring, boring as batch, yeah, they, batches. They you know? get a bit formulaic. I yeah, often yeah. wonder where their 10 books in, where they actually write their own stuff in. Yeah, yeah or they've got other writers that yeah, they're trying yeah, to yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, Alistair you McLean. Them. Alistair McLean was exactly the same thing. He was a yeah. fantastic writer. Yeah. And I think, you know, seven or eight books in, you say, you yeah, know what, mate? You know what? No, no, no. See ya. Yeah, anyway. So we. Oh, and it was pretty slack of me because I have been pretty organised in the past with sending out a note. I've just had so much going on. 
um, which which is a good thing and a bad thing, isn't it, in life? Because when you when mm. you're super busy, you you tend to forget about so many of those other worries that yeah, have yeah, been yeah. stopping you or or That's making true. you pause or stagnant in, in yeah. other areas. So being super busy over this past week, of course, has made me neglect sending out my note on Friday or Saturday to say mm. what what should we what would you like to mm. talk mm. about? And we sort of came up with a couple of ideas today, and and I like them both. Um, you know, uh, I think you were saying, uh, Blue, uh, let's talk about ageing actively. actively, And um, then yeah, Bodhi, you, you came up with the idea of um, love on this Valentine's Day, but movement as against stasis, an antidote to the ravages of trauma. So I thought we can blend those two mm, together. Mm, definitely. Well, they're both linked. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 100% absolutely. linked, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I think, um, uh, so we come up with an idea of uh, the combination of the effects of inactivity into ageing is a blend of requests at the end of Valentine's Day. So why don't you kick us off, first of all, Boatster? Well, I reckon Blue, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. looking forward to, to, to you uh, reflecting on that, brother, if you're up for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let, let's just, just if it's yeah. okay, I'll just give everyone a quick background into to Blue for those that haven't heard you speak. Blue's extremely fit. It's fair to say for your age. You're doing a lot of things, like Bodie is as well, um, that perhaps a lot of men or people stop doing in their 50s. And, and you're mm. doing abseiling, some rock climbing, some adventure walking. So... Why and how do you manage to get up the next day without sort of saying, "Oh, I'm in too much pain"? Or you know, what what motivates you? What's driving you to? A couple of things. Um, the unit that I was in Vietnam with is is very active with its with its association, and we you know we meet kind of every five years or so, and I go up to uh, to those reunions. And I look at blokes who are, you know, like me in their early 20s or even younger in <laughs> Vietnam, and um, I've got to be blunt, they let themselves go. Yeah. So it's a matter of, you know, like a lot of uh, inverted commas, you know, leadership and mentoring and by example that I learned in the Army. And unfortunately, um, a lo- in a lot of cases, it's not what you think. I learned a lot about leadership from a negative sense in the sense that, oh, I'm not doing that. You know, I've I've watched people being yelled at and screamed at and belittled, and I thought, well, there's got to be a better way. I'm not doing that. But in terms of, um, you know, it's like uh, I remember there was a famous Carlton footballer who virtually won a Carlton grand final off his own boot. I won't give his name away because there's probably some Carlton supporters out there who will seek me in the street and biff me with a house brick. But um, this bloke was a champion, you know, and... uh, I saw him in a pub in Melbourne about two years later and he was the size of a house mm, and he wow. was there drowning in his beer and his sorrows because he wasn't playing anymore. Mm. So he'd gone from like, you know, peak fitness, and this is the VFL then, you know, to yeah. winning a winning a uh, premiership mm. uh, or playing his part actively in winning a premiership, mm. best on ground in the grand final, to just being a big fat slob in a pub two years later and I thought well look at that look at that that is never going to happen to me so you know they say that one of the things that motivates top sports people even at Olympic level is not so much the very strong urge to win as a fear of losing and failure Mm. so it's that drive to do the very best you can with the circumstances you've got like you know Nobody comes out of the army in, in perfect nick, and I'm not. 
you know, and I don't take a whole lot of medication because my medication is, you know, flogging Bodie on the baddie court and, you know, bushwalking well, that's and not what I running mean. and canyoning and yeah. climbing mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and all those things that end in ING, I actively mm-hmm. do. And, you know, I play the drums in a band just so I don't stop and slow down and get fat and idle and lazy because I've seen what that does. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of complications. Like, you know, I talk to these blokes and... They say, oh, mate, what are you on? How do you get on with DVA and your medications? I say, mate, I get mine from the chemist. I'm just on glucosamine, you know, like for joints and stuff. Mm. And uh, that's it. You know, the rest, like I've got a a back brace on now, but if being active and and, and doing stuff uh, means that I've got to wear, you know, a back brace playing batty sometimes or running a canyoning or climbing activity, then I'll wear a back brace. So what? At least it's better than, you know, just falling away. So for me, it's more... Like I learned about leadership in the army from a negative sense in a lot of cases, unfortunately, yeah. what not to do and how not to treat people. So I made my own yeah. path, you know, by saying, well, I'm not doing that. So in terms of seeing people who have actually fallen away, yeah. that's motivated me to never, ever be like that. And even if it means that I'm on medication for my back when it's out, because like when it's out, it's out. You know what I mean? I'm in a bad way. Mm. But I still keep going because I'm just... I suppose openly terrified of falling away to an elephant, you know, yeah. and um, so that that's what drives me. And of course, now I'm on this kind of, uh, yeah. you know, conveyor belt of life, and mate, I'm not stepping off it. It's so pertinent to your mental health, though. Oh, I absolutely, mean, you absolutely. Know, you know, I got to say something before I went to Perth. Um, mate of mine, ex client of mine, a very colourful character, Phil Franks, who played rugby league in the '60s and hard man. Um, you know, grew up in boys' homes and. You know, before I went away, he said to me, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, whatever you do, make sure you do something every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big walk, you know, yeah. go to the gym, just do that every day. Yeah. And, you know, Paul Phil's had a stroke of late, but he's mm, 76, mm. 77, and, yeah, yeah. and he still goes to the gym every day. And yeah, he's, yeah. you look at him, he's still pretty bloody strong and in good shape. And, mm. you know, and as you say, you see the, those footy players and they come out, and a lot of that is, you know, because they feel like they haven't got anything to strive towards after finishing a career that hasn't taught them to get into the workforce um, or those skills in other areas. So once they've left the game, a lot of the time, and it's so easy for us to fall into that hole, that clay pit where the walls become so slimy, you can't get out. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. is. But it's also such a great prevention tool, isn't it? And the scary part about it is you don't see it coming like a lot of things. It's incremental. And all of a sudden, you know, like you stop doing that one thing well, to me, that's just like, okay, that's the start of this. What else are you going to give up? Yeah. What else aren't you going to do? So, you know, um, I, I reckon I'm at the stage where if I was to add something else to my life, like if somebody said, oh, Blue, why couldn't you? You know, how about you come and do this or how about you come and do that? Um, my jar of rocks is such that I would have to take one out to yeah, fit another one another in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad that's a bad position to be in and you know i think i might have mentioned before you know a couple of years back when i started on this program i was lucky enough in canberra when we bought our own place there you know we rented a place off the army for a couple of years and then i bought my own place in canberra uh you know because it's common for uh, um, army people are often simultaneously landlords and tenants you know they'll own a house in bullamacanca and they're posted to witchy wallop so they'll rent there and you know they're tenant out their house so uh, that was our position too for a long time anyway we bought this house in canberra in a great little cul-de-sac with only about six houses. So it was a real little sort of uh, community in Canberra that we had there. Um, for example, uh, you know, I wanted to run a garage sale about two years in, in this house and, uh, 
you know, you just start to accumulate stuff when you're in your own place rather than the rental because you know you've got to move all the time. And anyway, I uh, told this crew in this cul-de-sac that I was going to have a garage sale and I said, why don't we all do it? Why don't we have a cul-de-sac garage sale? And we did and it was a raging success. Anyhow, but one of these blokes was a real uh, uh, inspiration to me in the sense that he'd retired from the Department of Foreign Affairs he was in the Second World War and in North Queensland and about to, you know, fix bayonets and go up to, uh, um, you know, New Guinea and, yeah. and fight the yeah. Japanese. But the end of the war put a stop to that, luckily. And they said, well, uh, you know, uh, the end of the war is like close. You know, yeah. it was only weeks away and they knew that. And, um, and so they said, uh, uh, we want some volunteers to undertake Japanese language training. And, you right. know, rule number one in the Army is you never volunteer for anything. Yeah, anything. Right. And so, oh, yeah, we're going to volunteer for Japanese. Yeah, you know, you finish up cleaning shit houses at the Pukapunyal or, you know, yeah. cutting the potatoes in single or something. Yeah. So uh, he uh, sought out the sergeant who asked for, uh, you know, that dreaded military term that makes everyone in the army shudder, volunteer. Yeah. And he said, where's the course held? And they said, oh, you know, uh, the, uh, the Oriental at, uh, um, I think it was at uh, Coogee. And he said, how long is it? And they said, oh, two years. He said, oh, I'm in, oh, I'm in. So he moved to moved to Sydney, did language training at you know one of the famous uh, hotel iconic pubs in Sydney, yeah. uh, became fluent in the Japanese language, got posted to what was called the BCOF, the British Commonwealth Occupation Force in Japan, right. for a number of years, and he just absorbed the Japanese culture like you wouldn't believe. Oh, Designed this wonderful Japanese rock garden with water features from his motel room in Canberra when they come back from Japan and then spent the rest of his career in the Department of Foreign Affairs as a Japanese expert. Anyway, anyway, this is this bloke's background. And he said to me, Blue, he said, what are you going to do when, when you retire? What do you, you know, like he said, you're a smart man. You'll have your finances sorted right. out and you'll own your house and you'll have that kind of, don't worry about the finance bit. He said, when you retire, which is quite true, you know, he said, you can only have three meals a day. You can only drive one car at a time. You know, you don't really need to be, you know, a multi-millionaire to retire relatively comfortably. He said, what's going to get you out of bed every day? Yeah. Why mm. are you going to get out of bed every day? Why do you need to get out of bed? He said, because I tell you, when I first retired, he said, I was my job. Mm. You know, he mm. said, I was the Japanese honcho at the Department of Foreign Affairs mm. and I lost all that identity and my reason for almost living mm. was gone. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And he said it affected his wife, it affected his family and his children. Mm. So uh, his wife used to leave him brochures. You know, I'm yeah. interested in that, I'm interested in that. And anyway, she said, well, look, what are you good at? And he said, oh, I'm Japanese. He said, yeah, yeah, but forget that stuff. What else are you good at? He says, well, I'm good with tools. I can make stuff. She said, well, start making stuff. <laughs> so he went to the garage and he started making his grandkids wooden toys. Wow. And then getting up, going into the garage after having breakfast with the missus and making wooden toys yeah. was what turned his lights on for years and years and years until he got over that. But then he had momentum. Yeah. And you see, that's the thing. Once you flick the switch to do things, it's yeah. easier to do other things and then other things yeah. and then other things. We talk about purpose quite often. Yeah, you know, yeah, but when you've stopped, you know, like I used to have an expression in the army that I, I still use today and that is, and, and, I, and I use it with a lot of people, it's easier to slow down a racehorse than crank up a donkey, you mm-hmm. know? So it's better to have too much on and then ditch stuff when you're overly busy yeah. because if you start from a position of inertia and doing nothing, mm. you then say, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, yeah, I can't that's right. doing that. Oh, I don't want to do that. And, but yeah. if you've already got a head full of steam and you're going, chuggity, 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 I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Um, I know I can, I know I can. You just take on other stuff yeah. until you get to a point. Yeah. Like I'm at now, yeah. 
to stay married. Hello, Sharon, you're not there. I know you are. Um, uh, I'd have to ditch something to take something new on. And yeah. I reckon that's a great position at 73 and a half to still yeah. be on. Yeah. But when you're doing nothing, everything seems hard. And, mm. and so, like you, this neighbour yeah, in Canberra... Yeah, it does. And you become more... Neg- then you start to yeah, compare yeah, yourself yeah. with others. They're like, well, then, I don't know if I can do that yeah, or I'm yeah, that good. Yeah, or, yeah. So, you know, yeah. start, start small and build up. And that's what this yeah. neighbour did. And he was a really fascinating yeah. bloke, you know. We'd get together at these cul-de-sac functions and chat yeah, right. and chat. And you could see the lights come on in right. his eyes about talking stuff that he was involved in. I thought, you know, yeah. okay, so, um, you know, I moved up here and got back into badminton, you know, and I never stopped bushwalking. I never stopped doing all the outdoor adventure, you know, climbing, abseiling, canyoning. And uh, I, I just kept up that momentum. But I never forgot what he said, you know. So I, I thought if I was getting out of the army, then, you know, I don't need to play badminton anymore. I don't need to go climbing anymore. I thought I'm going to keep all that stuff going. And you know what? I'm going to take on more stuff. And that's yeah. when I got into music and playing drums and in the folk band yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So from that, I've always been cognizant of that, you know, why do you get out of bed? Because it's yeah. true. And, you know, there might be some people out of there thinking, well, hey, I'm still in bed. Yeah. Or I'm wondering, it's so easy to do, you know. It's too it's, easy. It's that first step, isn't it? You know, it's, to 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 making that change. You know, too to, easy. To and I'm looking stagnant. at you. Yeah. I can see you listening. Yeah. You know, here it is. You know, half past eleven. You're still in your dressing gown. Yeah. You know, you need more in your life. Start with something. Yeah. Take something on, and then before you know it, you'll have that much on that you'll be ditching stuff. And, and there's I think, so many, there's so many wonderful groups yeah, like yeah, these. Yeah. You know, these you can go play bowls. I'm not. You know, it yeah, might of course be gold, you can. Yeah, these, uh, but these men's shed. There are things yeah, where you can yeah. go and do woodworks or clay. Or there yeah. are so many things that are out there in our community yeah. that are not only good for you to create or find that purpose, yeah. but to also socialise. Yeah, yeah. And once we we know, as Bodie has spoken about many times in the past, that we are social people and yeah. once we do socialize our improvement of depression and yeah. anxiety weakens and and we become stronger yeah um, very much so what's what's your take on this boats oh i've just been enjoying yeah. listening to uh blue reflect on um the empowerment that he obtains from his um activities um and keeping the mind supple and the body supple um and honoring movement um i mean we are physical beings aren't we i mean it's uh um and sometimes we forget uh that our bodies are a finely tuned instrument that needs uh attention needs lubrication um we need to move um if you ever see a toddler beginning to walk you can see the hunger for mastery of those tasks and the spontaneous applause that comes from mum and dad and the child at the success of a new activity. And we have to kind of reinvent that same excitement as we get older um, to honour our bodies and keep that movement sort of kind of going. So, yeah, I just love what you're saying, Blue. Um, And I really don't have anything to add to it other than um, uh, as we get older um, to regather our... uh, emotional resources and be able to bring words and act upon our emotional life mm-hmm. and bring that to the table with friends, with our partners, mm-hmm. with our children, mm-hmm. um, in the community. There's an old saying that, um, uh, what's his name, J- uh, Jenkins um, said, um, it's not okay for okay people to just be okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what he's inviting there is um, if... Um, 
our, we need our elders to, uh, um, because we are the product of ex- our experiences 100%. and we've integrated our experience. We've understood mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, you gave a beautiful example, Blue, when you were saying, I watched others' leadership and I said, I'm not doing that because yeah. it's not working. I can see it's not working. Yeah. So I'm going to take a diff- I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to grow my understanding of what leadership is. That's using experience to actually derive your own truth. Yeah. 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 And that's and, and when a person does that as you get older, um, you, what you're dignifying is the experience um, and being able to actually then offer that to others. Yeah. So it's an example that of active older people mm. who have an active emotional life, have an active relational capacity, um, and are able to share their story um, in a way that other people can make use of and say, well, if that old bugger can do it, so can I. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. so those kind of examples... Uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, 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 what grows yeah. our, our community aliveness. You know, there's a... Um, they talk about social capital and you, and you sort of, yeah, what the hell is that? What's social so, yeah, what's yeah social, well, what is what it? Is it? Well, really, what it is, is, is what we're talking about, is that the more alive a community becomes, the more alive the Blue Mountains become in seeing each other and meeting each other and creating aliveness, um, um, the more the mental health of the community. We'll be like Okinawa. We'll live to a goddamn hundred yeah. um, because we're actually living... Um, you know, we are living to the fullest of our potential. Yeah. And when you do that, you grow yeah. old bones yeah. um, and you have a lot of fun on the way. Yeah. yeah? But it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and, you know, it's, when you, you mentioned a, a, a great example of when a child's learning to walk, it wants yes. to improve. And I guess, you know, as you're getting older, and I've certainly found this, you know, with the injuries I've had, the spinal surgeries and not being able to play cricket, you know, is it downhill now? And it's it's so easy to fall yeah. into that mindset yeah. of, well, maybe I was yeah. running and now I'm having to go back to a walk. Am I going to go back to a, a crawl if I'm using the exact... Yeah. Does things yeah. go in yeah. reverse? Well, I, 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 no, because of that experience, those lived, you know, mm. and, you know, like what we're doing here, we're coming on air and sharing what we yeah, do definitely. To, to inspire definitely. others yeah. is, is motivation in itself, yeah. isn't Good it? Word. You know, definitely. It's, it's something that drives us to become better men, yeah. to help other men, you definitely. know. So and that's sharing those brings into play that uh, age old classic as well. Um, you don't know what your limits are until you've exceeded them. No. So you have to go past your limits to say, well, I've got to wind that back, you know. Yeah. Like I, I know in my own case, you know, like I, I used to be a pretty good sort of a runner, you know, and I used yeah. to be a good distance runner. And uh, I used to go out and train, you know, deliberately to run, you know, a, a sub three-minute kilometre, you know, which for a mug level that's not a professional athlete, that's pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, I, can't yeah. I can't do that anymore. I can't do that anymore. I can't get anywhere near that anymore. But I still keep running. But I know, I know what I used to be capable of, and I'm slower, but I still run. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I and I I'm not giving that up. You know, like sometimes it sometimes it's quite funny. And the other thing that, like Bodie was saying, you know, like uh, that um, age is age is such a critical thing. You know, like I I remember and Bodie might 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 relate to this, and you might too, Spiller. Or like you're probably you know a few yeah. years younger than us, but um, I can remember growing up with my grandparents and even my aunties and uncles. They were inverted commas. Old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, society expected my them to be yeah. old. Yeah. They dressed old, they looked old, yeah. they talked old. 
they sat in the corner quietly and were given a cup of tea on the hour yeah. in their dressing gown and slippers. <laughs> they had no other contribution. They were bought clothes that made them look old. Yeah. But, you know, I just don't accept that. No. Nah. You know, and, you know, yeah. don't tell me that I'm old. Yeah. You know, like, here's the thing, and I, I, I know it's trite, and I don't yeah. like trying to be like a cliche on legs, but, you know, I'm a bit like a diseased emu. I pick up a lot of things but worthwhile knowledge in life, you know, and I tend to retain things and use them when I can, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I woke up this morning and I'm two things. I'm two things when I wake up this morning. A, I'm the oldest I've ever been. Yeah. But critically, and the focus I like to take is, it's the youngest I'm ever going to be. Yeah, yeah I'll never be like this young that. again. And tomorrow when I wake yeah. up, that's going to be the youngest I'm ever going to be again. So, you know, I yeah. can't give up. And, you know, the interesting thing, and, and the reason I draw this is not to pat yourself on the back, but just to show how careful you've got to be to start drawing your own boundary lines, you yeah. know. I remember uh, a few years back, I can tell you when, you know, because the maths will tell you, I'm 73 now, uh, I was leading a canyon group with an army adventure training exercise when I was still serving in the active reserve, until I was 67, by the way, <laughs> and I sought my fourth age extension. The army says, Blue, 50 years and four months is enough, mate. You've got to go. <laughs> so uh, my fourth age extension was knocked back, but, hey, I served to 67. Yeah. And... Um, Kudos, I was I was I was coming out of this really demanding canyon, you know, pushing up with wet ropes in my pack and you know leading this group out, and uh, my mate come up to me. He was a fellow major. He used to be my captain too. I see at the adventure training school that I commanded on the Victorian border for a couple of years uh, in the uh, mid nineties. Anyway, my mate Marcel says with this great smirk on his face, he said, "Blue, I've just had this comment from the back, one of the." Uh, one of the sergeants says, can you go up there and tell that bloody gazelle that there's blokes in this group back here that are, you know, approaching their 40s? <laughs> and Marcel said, he went back to that group and he said, you go up there and tell that bloke who, by the way, he's, he's just turned 65. And this bloke says, what? And picked up his own pace and picked up the rest of the group's pace as well. Because you, you see what I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah, this bloke, yeah. I, don't, I don't say that to say, oh, isn't Blue wonderful being yeah. able to do that at what yeah. was then, you know, eight years ago, 65. But this bloke and that group yeah. had thought, I'm approaching 40, yeah. therefore I can't be fit, therefore yeah. I've got to be slow coming up here, yeah. therefore it's okay for me to slow down and hold the group up. No, yeah. no, it's not. You know, um... It's it's just what you want to do is have someone tap you on the shoulder when you're 80 and say, you know, like my daughter does frequently, you know, you're going to start slowing down, Dad, or, you know, like even mates to say, yeah. you know, so I think it's got to come from external observation. Don't do it yourself, you know. Yeah. Well, Bodie and I will know. We'll wake yeah. up one morning and we've got another mate who's about our age that yeah. actively plays batting. We give nothing away. Yeah. Um, and, and the day that someone says, oh, Blue, I'll give you a three-point start, that's me done. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah, me no, done. That, that, that's yeah, me done. And yeah. I think, you know, Bodie and our other mate, who I won't name on air, yeah. is, uh, is uh, much the same. But there will, there will be a time, there has to be a time, Where when we'll comes. say, well, okay, yeah, right. you know, um, because I, I'm going to play 100% full sheep station, oh, live or die, Batty. He, he plays for pink slips. Oh, I'm not going to play, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. So there will be a time when I can't play the way I want to yeah. or... Um, as competitively as I know I can and want to, and I won't play. And and no one's going to tell me when that day is, but I'll, I but will know. I will know. And, like, 
with with canyoning and stuff, which is quite hard and demanding, you know. Um, mm. When I'm holding the group up and they're looking at their watches and they've sat and they've had a brew with the thermos and I finally catch up, well, that's my canyon day, days yeah. done as well because I won't hold up the group. I won't be an embarrassment. But like I said, I will reach those limits myself and I know I can go no further. And so slowly, 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 hopefully in my mid-80s, I'll have to start peeling stuff off. Yeah. But, you know... Um, I'm not going to be that bloke that says, can you go up there and, you know, please ask... But it's bloody inspirational. Like, you please know, please ask yeah. that person on the other side of the net to maybe not hit so hard or run so yeah, fast. No, that's that's right. not me. That's the last thing you want. That's, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm going to try and lift my game and keep up until, you know... Although you should hear what he says. I'll go out on a stretcher. You should hear what this bloke says when you're yeah. not around Blue. Oh, on, I, air, I, on air. Oh, yeah, yeah. To I, Blue I, Mountain's I community. Tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, you know, I can tell when Bodie's taking the piss out of me because his lips move. <laughs> Well, listen, I'm going to let these guys have a uh, and, and the let these guys take it out on each other. We're just going to go to a, a quick few messages. It's uh, 89.1 Blue FM, Radio <coughs> Blue Mountains, and uh, it's a men's mental health show. And thanks so much for listening so far. We'll just uh, have a couple of quick messages, and we'll be back uh, with our guest today, Blue Phillips. Thanks. Yeah, welcome back uh, to the Men's Mental Health Show. Um, of course, we're joined today with our guest, Lou Phillips, and uh, each week um, here with uh, local psychotherapist located in Wentworth Falls, uh, Bodie Mars. And of course, you can get Bodie on 0424. 0424- 416-969-0424-416-969. And a big thanks to uh, Mounties Group and uh, Dale Hunt for supporting the show as well as all manufacturing personnel, uh, recruitment and labour hire for the manufacturing industry. We'll put all those details up. Um, just before going to it, I want to say a quick shout out uh, once again to uh, a couple of regular listeners. There's Chrissy down there in Cranebrook. Hi, Chrissy. Hope you're well and your yeah, swimming's going okay. But uh, being Van- Valentine's Day, there's... One of our biggest listeners is Robin Catchlove. That's her surname. That's right, Catchlove. She's also a presenter here. And she's probably, along with Chrissy, our biggest fan. And she writes in, We ain't old, darlings. We're simply rocking on into the blinding twilight and always being a little bit naughty. Both essential rules, catching the love. Good on you, Robin. We love you, baby. Um, isn't that lovely? we got these wonderful listeners. And I got, of course, told again the other week uh, by one of the other presenters that his wife and her friends tune in to us every, each and every week. Um, and it's wonderful because, you know, I, I, once I had somebody say, oh, you call yourselves a men's mental health show. Why, do you not have women on it? And of course we do. Um, it's just, you know, I came up with that idea as a name because at the time, um, you know, I had a few mates that I'd lost. You know, I also made an attempt on my life and I just thought, you know, it's trying to have a point of difference. And it's something that I guess I know a little bit more about is men's mental health. But... Um, we, we often get Penny Holbrook, Eleni Salakis, and, and you know, um, of course, um, um, oh, uh, what's her name from council? Um, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, the names. <laughs> she was so lovely. Susie, Susie Van Opdorp, who oh, come, yeah. who, you know, so we've got to get Susie back on because yeah. she's such a, a wonderful, wonderful lady doing so many wonderful things in the community as well. But uh, thanks to all of those listeners anyway. So, yeah, guys, like, um, you know, we, we're, we're talking about before the break, we, you know, Blue's come up with some terrific um, um, stories that have helped, I guess, motivate him, inspire him, which he in turn has done that for others, you know, um, by doing his hiking, his canyoning, his, his INGs. Um, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, it I is guess... It's a wonderful thing. And I, I, oh, I beg your pardon. Um, sorry, I beg your pardon. I'll cut you off there. There okay. you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I just want to pick up on, on that um, other aspect of um, eldering, which is to have access 
to your emotional life. So what, what do I mean by that? Um, men often uh, say to me, I'm either mad or I'm bad or I'm, I'm sad. sad. And that's mm. the only words, three words I've got to describe their emotional life. Mm. Now, if you, if you look at um, uh, the depth of emotion and, what, and, and feeling that's constantly going on in any interaction that we're having with others and within mm. ourselves, mm. Um, there's a very rich seam of information in our emotional world. Mm. And if you don't have an emotional response to anything, you will never get out of bed. Yeah. What gets you out of bed is an emotional response. Mm. 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 So, so that's a crucial insight. It's not a cognitive yeah. decision in of its own. What first arises is the emotional response, right. whatever it might yeah. be. Okay, um, that's interesting, isn't it? So, what I want to, want to talk a little bit about a, uh, a lovely uh, old older gentleman that I've met recently, um, and he's in his late seventies, um, and he's got an, um, some. Um, problems neurologically so that affects his movement mm. um he's just recently lost his wife um and there's a considerable amount of grief um as a result of that but he was reflecting on um um, um wanting to be a different man with his two sons who have also lost their mother um and he wants to build an emotional connection with them because he grew up with a distant father and Blue was just reminding me how many of us grew up with distant fathers who had a fathering model based on mm. instruction um, and teaching, um, but could never say, uh, I'm really proud of your son. Um, mm. you know, I remember my dad, um, I think he praised me three times in my lifetime uh, up mm. to the age of 18. Mm. And every time he did praise me, I, I fell over, you know, and, yeah, yeah. because it was so rare. Um, but um, he's terrified you're going to grow up soft. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Add another nail on the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, and so that was, and that's a false, false idea that I'll, if you praise um, the, the, you know, the person will actually become soft. Um, uh, we've thrown that, thank God, that old belief out mm-hmm. the window yeah. because it's absolutely irrelevant. But what this, but what I love is, is this man who is in his late seventies is developing his. Um, distancing part older distancing behavior and warming himself up and i think that is also a uh, description of, of of eldering well um um is by freeing up your um emotional response to things when they move you feel moved yeah. and express that yeah um i wrote um a letter to my daughter my eldest daughter last night and i, I said to her darling i've been thinking about you and um i've been um realizing that um just what a powerful being you are becoming through your mothering yeah. um you know this is elsha um and um and so i just gave her enormous amounts of affirmation and she texted me this morning said oh pup she said that that was such a beautiful email um you know uh and um <sighs> the power of affirmation um when we say the right things to people um, mm. that actually create a shift in their perception of themselves and reinvigorates their, um, mo- uh, their relationships with others, um, that is pure gold. Um, that, it's, like, it's like the old story about you, th- you, you throw a love stone into a well and the ripples spread out or in the mm. lake. Yeah. Um, that's all we're doing here today, yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. offering ideas that have a ripple effect that actually brings our Blue Mountains community together 
And um, I, I remember a woman at a, at a community meeting, she said, um, I'm learning about loitering. And I thought, what? And she said, I um, stand in, um, at the front of my house and as people pass, I smile and I attempt mm. to engage them with conversation. Mm. And so many times we have this enormously satisfying um, mm. sort of talk and mm. people know, know about me. What I'm getting out of it is a gorgeous group of friends and what yeah. my community is getting out of it is that uh, we can slow down in this and meet each other. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about that is, and, and meet, yeah. my wife Sharon and I uh, do it ourselves. We live down the bottom of Katoomba Street and we're on the main sort of tourist track to the Three Sisters. Don't give away the address, though, mate. I don't want I, I, people I can, stalking you. I can point out the direction to the Three Sisters in 18 languages. <laughs> <laughs> So he just, he that just was a hand his, movement. He put his <laughs> hand out, incidentally. What a, it's a bit like that lady that did the Rihanna, that's it, that's it, Rihanna that's the movement on the, on the hmm. gridiron yesterday at the NFL. Yeah. That way, that way, that way. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about that is that, uh, you know, like being, being in the SES up here and, you know, getting called out all hours of the day and night to various houses, there's a lot of very, very lonely people up here, you know. And I've, I've got a mate that's uh, uh, an Ambo, been in the game for a long time, and they know of, uh, of this woman uh, that used to just ring the ambulance yeah, every just, time. Yeah. So she'd have someone to talk to when they got there. Yeah. And she'd make them a cup of tea. And they would say, oh, it's about time we went and visited. You know, yeah, let's yeah, call yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. call her Norma, you know. It's not yeah. Norma. But uh, just to go and have a cup of tea with her. And, you know, here's a professional, you know, highly trained, highly experienced, you know, uh, medic. Yeah. And uh, probably extended that woman's life. You know, she's gone now, but, you know... Yeah, it's not something that we condone, of every course, so but often it's, it's a wonderful, just, wonderful so thing. So, from yeah. what Bodhi's saying, and, and the real beauty of that, <laughs> is that when you say day to someone over the fence, that could be the only human being they talk to, not only that day, but that week, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you never know, like you say, with that ripple effect, yeah. just such a difference that just saying day to someone has... Um, is, you know, yeah. is, 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 is it, going to help. It does make a huge difference, and, you mm. know, like... Look, um, you know, like I have issues with this is prior to my, my surgeries last year. Uh, you know, the, there's a lady that lives over the back fence, um, Alison. Um, I'm not sure if she's listening, but Alison lost her husband seven, six years ago and has a quite a difficult lawn to mow. Um, she has a lawnmower, but she doesn't have a, a, an edger. And so I would go over to, and Alison's 76. She's in great shape. And she's mm. recently met a, a lovely man just, you know, in the last three or four months. So I haven't gone and done the lawns because he's doing them. But it just meant so much to her. I mean, she's coming out and, and, and saying, how much do I, or how much do I do? And, and I'm doing, mm. you know, the lady next door is a single mum. Mm. You know, my sister-in-law is over, well, the ex-sister-in-law <laughs> over the road. Uh, but look, you know, the, the, the fact that... She, the joy that she has, Alison, to see, you know, and I said, well, yeah. listen, let's just call it even for the lemons I yeah, steal yeah. off your tree. Um, and, and, the, and the joy that I'm seeing on your face yeah. right now. I said, trust me, I'm coming out ahead here. Mm, I, you yeah. know, and, and I get a lot out of it, but it made such a difference. For yeah, her. of course it, it does. so much to her. You know, like, you know, and the na- her neighbours told me that. Mm, you know, yeah. It's lovely. One of the, uh, one of the uh, presenters on, uh, on ABC Radio famously said last year that if you've got to buy lemons, you've got no friends. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Eh? Well, I, I, I had my daughter around last night and I said, um, 
you know, I opened the fridge and I said, look, in the, in the, and the whole fruit bin was just full of only one thing, lemons. Yeah. And I said, you know, when life gives you lemons, yeah, yeah, you yeah. make lemonade. Make lemonade. So we yeah. made lemonade cordial with it. Yeah. When in Rome, drink sake. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome, drink sake. <laughs> yeah, just from what, what, what Bay was talking about. And it's very interesting here that you got onto the subject of lawns because uh, sometimes things in life, when you think you've seen and heard it all, they just slap you in the face, you know, like mm-hmm. I remember... And uh, this couple actually surprisingly agreed to go on air. Now, how's this, you know? Uh, you know, you walk past the parks these days and you just observe life at the right. beach and there's young fathers could not be more actively involved in their kids' life and yeah. in their marriages, which from when, you know, Bodie and I grew up, you know, that wasn't quite so common. Dad uh, got up, went to work, come home, dinner was on the table, went to work, come home, yeah. went to work, come yeah. home. And then, you know, meanwhile, while this is going on, you know, there's strange little people just running around the house yeah, somewhere, yeah, yeah. you know. But now, you know, uh, um, you know, we never heard of working from home. Like, how I would have loved to have done, you know, a couple of days of that. And, you know, yeah. society's just different and it's good different, you know. And I remember just how different it is from just observing young dads now and watching people, you know, who, who like, you know, my nephew was up on the, on the weekend and I took his kids abseiling again and, you know, they're just a delight. It's so energetic and... You know, uh, talk about, you know, harnessing a racehorse. I just strap myself in when I'm with those kids and I just, you know, ride it to the ground like a yeah, dying... beautiful, mate. Ride That's it to awesome. the ground like a dying emu. You know, the most beautiful photos with them. Mm. But anyway... Um, ride it to the ground like a dying emu. <laughs> he, was this, he was this bloke who was absolutely perplexed yeah. and he was undergoing, at his wife's insistence, because he got an ultimatum, marriage counselling, and this bloke... I know, I'm not making this up. To, to tell a good story, he looked at the camera and he says, I don't know what's going on. He says, in this marriage, he says, I mow the lawn once a week, I wash the car, I don't know what else she wants from me. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? Mm, yeah. You know, you could write a book oh, yeah. on what's going on there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, let's talk about companionship. You know, you don't even want to consider what might be going on in the cot. You know, with a bloke with that attitude, you know, you just don't want to go down there, you know. It's like the middle of Africa. Everybody knows where it is, but nobody really wants to go there. Um, You know, what about communication? You know, what about sharing experiences? What about exposing your emotions? You know, that would have seemed like, you know, that would have seemed like, you know, um, ancient Greek to that bloke. But Mm. to his credit, he went on the... And I don't know what happened to that bloke. I don't know what happened to their marriage, you know, but... Um, at least he agreed to be interviewed on air about that, um, you know, being absolutely perplexed. So he was a bloke that you could only imagine was the product of his uncles, his grandfather, his father. His well, idea of being need. a strong man was keep your yard neat, mm. keep your car clean. Mm. Yeah. You know, so we have to, you know, men have to learn. Mm. There's a whole lot more involved than that, mate. And if you think that just mowing the lawn and cleaning your car is going to, you know, satisfy a woman these days, you know, in her 20s, well, you know, you're going to have an awful lot of time on your own. You but, know, you know like, on top of that, a lot of men just you really do the lawn and the car so they look good for the neighbours. You really, you know, yeah, but you really got to really grip, grip this up. Like, I'm, all, I'm at the stage now where I deliberately read some books that my missus reads yeah, okay. because, you know, they just read different things. And, you know, women writers are different and they take you to a different place and they're very, very good. And we're quite lucky in Australia because we have so many good female writers. But, you know, I've got to the stage in my life with what Bodhi says, you know, with the emotional journey. 
I'm, I'm thinking, what else can I do? Well, as well as reading history and, like, I just read David Hill's excellent uh, Convict Colony, you know, and I, I, I really oh, yeah. absorbed that stuff. And I read a lot of rock, you know, and I'm just reading now about George Young, you know, the, oh, yeah. one of the foundation members of the Easy Beach. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And that stuff grips me. I could read that stuff seven days a week, you know. But every so often I'll pick up a book that my wife's reading and say, let me read that. I'll read that. You know, just to get a woman's perspective on, on where she's going and where, you know, the stuff she's exposed to because you know at the end of the day whilst my missus doesn't come rock climbing with me and doesn't play badminton i need stuff to talk to her about you know yeah. i got to be able to find stuff that i can you know continue to relate what to her about you know have to connection. do that what a, mm. what a terrific yeah. example yeah. of connection yeah. though to to say i sometimes read some of her books so i, I can get an understanding of what she, because books are so influential aren't they you know mm. we can often put down a book and go oh i can do that Mm-hmm. You know, or, or or maybe that sounds like an attitude to to, yeah. to behold. Or yeah, that's wonderful. Well, that's terrific. If you know, it's terrific. Yeah, no, really, it, is fa- it is absolutely fantastic. Because um, I was sort of thinking, you know, on this Valentine's Day, um, that the shifts and changes that have um, gone in the area of relationships um, is that you know, one. Uh, let's look at equality. Um, let's look at role division. Um, you know, the man who. Um, is too rigid in his thinking about his role and her role um, has, has lost the discussion on equality. Um, and um, we can get tied up in this idea that men do certain things and women do certain things, and that's uh, a nonsense. Um, women are as capable of men in, in all spheres of existence as men uh, can also develop that capability in other spheres of experience, like nurturing their children, like encouraging, yeah. um, um, rather than punishing or controlling. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this new understanding of equality. Now, some of us are, 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 have picked it up and run with it and gone, wow, that's great, mm, because mm, mm. we're getting a chance to have a broader understanding of, of, of experience mm. by joining into cooking, learning, um, uh, to, to care for ourselves, to actually do vacuum cleaning, all that sort of stuff, you know, house maintenance and all, and all that. Sure. Um, so, sure. um, and then there's the other area of mutual positive regard. So how do we start to sit with that idea of reg- uh, having a regard for one's partner. So, um, which, which really, when you think about it, warms you up. Yeah. So when you feel positive about your partner's involvement in your life and you have gratitude and appreciation for that, and you're experiencing regard. So yeah. how do you demonstrate that regard in your own response, in the relationship? Sure. And that actually sort of kind of means that love starts to become um, uh, such a rich texture of one's life. So it's not right. love is not in the background. It's actually in the foreground of your experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then mm. we look at repair work when argument creates resentments. Yeah. And misunderstandings. So when a man starts to actually get, oh well, maybe I can say sorry. Maybe yeah. I can come back from something and say, look, I didn't really mean that. Mm. Um, I was just upset and angry, and I come out with a whole lot of lot of rubbish. Um, c- can we have another go at that sort of talk? Um, you know, because um, I realise that doesn't reflect me either. Sure. Um, it yeah. probably adds to my father talking through me. I deeply apologise for that. Can we have another go? Mate, there's a lot of home runs here. Yeah. 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 
then there's the, co the, the issue of um, uh, um, consent. Um, now, how do we start to language um, uh, consent not only in the bedroom or mm. about sex, yeah. but also about um, you know, uh, um, the activities we might have, the holidays we might go on, sure. um, the, um, the ways that we parent, um, the people that we visit, um, the way that we talk to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that thing of consent is such a rich um, yeah. discussion of getting to know the others, um, <laughs> a, a way of being, you know, what works for them. Yeah. Um, and if you're blind to that, you, you're gonna, your partner's going to be offside yeah. with yeah. you because you're not attending to the cues that he is giving off and she's giving off. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So th these are such rich dimensions. <laughs> you're right on the money, mate. Yeah. You know, like I've just spent so much time with my daughter, mm. Yeah. right? And, you know, it's, as I said, I haven't really had that opportunity of being a father um, in the last eight years. I have on and off with my son. I've seen him three or four times mm -hmm. a year. And, you know, that connection with my son's not gone at the moment. And because I lost my, I lost, yep. I lost it yep. right, at yep. Christmas time. I, really, I did, it was build up of things and I take full responsibility for it. But I went down that line of anger and punishment or aggression or mm. you know and it was probably similar to some of the things that happened to me when i but i'm not pointing the finger at my father at, um, you know this is my doing because mm. i had put practices in place in the past yeah. where this didn't happen and so by opening up that dialogue i guess um of consent particularly with my daughter as far as um allowing her to have time to talk to me to allowing that space for her to know that there isn't judgment coming here mm. and there isn't mm. punishment and there is no anger. It's mm. just appreciation. And it's appreciation for where regardless what I think she says or is doing is yeah. not my way of doing it. She's now 20 years of age. Mm. I've got to love and respect the way that she is doing it. Yeah. And then we can have an open discussion such as, yeah. you know, leaving a previous job <laughs> and being touched up by a boss who was yeah, yeah, working yeah. in a bar, she's drunk yeah. and... And she, she stood up for that, you know. Mm, she's mm. in a difficult position where she needs money desperately, mm. but just didn't want... And I, I said kudos to her, you know, and, yeah. and I listened to that. And, you know, I wanted to go around to this bar and see them quite personally. That's, mm, But you know mm. what? That's going back to exactly what I would have done prior to that. Yeah. You know, shutting down, this is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, 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 that used to be, you know, bloke 101. That's our stuff. That's and, our and, stuff and, was sold. And that, that is... It's a terrific point, Boats, about things or areas where we can change as men and mm. it feels like we are softening and that's a it's a it's a word that we start to have started to use a fair bit of but it's not a bad word it isn't you know where we might be softening and i probably need to do that now i'm a bit worked up but mm, mm. where we're softening not just in our approach but we're softening within ourselves before yeah. you know uh, we and it invites so much more back yeah. to you that's yeah. the crucial yeah. word and it invites it in, yeah. that back you know and, it's um, not putting that wall yeah, up if, you, if you're softening yes. or if you're allowing yourself to be open vulnerable or a sponge it allows that invitation back doesn't yeah. it for every yeah. action there's it's an equal point. for every action there's an equal and opposite yeah. reaction yeah. there's a yeah, there's a good story I think it was in the CBD uh, column in the Herald yesterday or the day before where a bloke was just saying you know with community expectations and you know how a lot of people you know find themselves on edge uh, there was a a queue in the supermarket, like there often is, because, yeah. you know, there's eight spaces where, you know, cashier people 
could or should be, or and there was like two, used two, to be. Yeah. two, yeah. two were uh, being occupied. So there's a queue in both of them, and everybody's doing the right thing, you know, and uh, you know just waiting, 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 you know, in the queue, chatting. Mm. A lot of them, uh, <coughs> and they're going up towards the queue somewhere in Sydney, and uh, just uh, older bloke, you know, um, the writer estimated, you know, sort of late seventies. Boom! Sense of entitlement straight through, crashed yeah, in right to the head, right to the head of the queue. Elbowed his way in, pushed someone else out with the trolley, and uh, you know the correspondent to the Herald, you know, questioned this bloke and says, "Hey, mate, can't you see there's a queue?" Instantly, the response from this bloke who'd pushed his way in with the trolley says, "Come on, mate, drop your shopping. I'll sort yeah, this out let's outside. Go to the car park. Yeah, I'll, I'll sort. I'll, 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 you know, come out mm-hmm. the back and we'll sort this option. out." Yeah. Follow that bloke home and see the way that bloke lives with the family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That tells you that tells you so much. That's miserable. And you could easily see how that could go to yeah. um, a little a little side column in CBD in the Herald yeah. to front page. Stabbing, road rage, murder. Stabbing. You, exactly. you name that guy's it. That's, that's, going that's, down that's, that path. That's that's yeah. that's what can that's what can come of that stuff. Because I'm so, I, I'm telling you, you know. That used to be bloke 101. Yeah. If somebody threatened you like that, even if you were held up or uh, caught up for doing something wrong, like yeah. jumping a queue, which, you know, in Australia in our context is, you know, that's just poor form, you know, bad karma. Um, even then this bloke arced up and said, you know, we'll sort this out in the car park, mate. So, um, you know, the other example I saw, and it really floored this bloke, during the COVID lockdowns, you might remember in the early times when we ran out of dunny paper, you know, and I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, 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 that's right, sake, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody was taking 86 pallets of bloody dunny paper home. <laughs> and I think, if you can't buy food, bog paper's the last thing you're going to need because, yeah. you know, like as you, a... Well, you're you know, not going to bog. If you don't eat, you don't <laughs> cut. So anyway, <clears throat> it became a big deal. And, and, and Sharon once said to me, um, you know, there's a thing in the paper about, you know, people are stocking up on dunny paper. And I said, oh, look, two people are too smart for that. I'll, I'll go up and grab us something. Of course, there were none. All of our, ah. all of our supermarket queues, even in Katoomba, you know, where I like to think, you know, with our rarefied mountain air, we're a bit special. But anyway, you couldn't buy, you couldn't buy a bog roll for a million bucks, you know. Yeah. So anyway, the to their credit, the two local supermarkets here, the two main ones, had a, uh, you know. Um, Kind of like a pensioner session, you oh, know. Be up there oh, yeah, first, up and you can get yeah, in before ten hours. That's right. I before that. before yeah. the you know the the younger you know multitudes arrive. Yeah. So we're in this queue at one of the two supermarkets. I won't name who it was, but we're waiting, 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 and we go in, and of course the shipment hadn't arrived. Oh. Tragically, yeah. there was no bog paper. We spoke about this. There was yeah, no yeah. bog paper. Yeah. And the reaction of this bloke in the queue that I was chatting to, he was laughing, you know, and he was from the UK, and he's you know telling stories and jokes in this, you know, yeah. wonderful Pommy accent. I don't know how long he'd been out here. But he turned on this young girl yeah. and just really ripped her a new one. And, and, and I arced up and I said, mate, 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 she's the spokesperson. You know, she's got the cojones to come out here yeah. and tell a, pe- a, a group of people her grandparents' age that, that you, you know, the yeah. pub's got no beer. There ain't no bog paper. It's yeah. not her fault. No. She doesn't drive the truck. She doesn't do the orders. She's she doesn't gonna do take the it logistic. out on her, though, don't I? Yeah. And this bloke just looked like I'd slapped him with a cricket bat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you just wonder how many other times he's been yeah. picked up in his life for stuff like that. So yeah. you wonder what yeah. goes on in, in his house as well. You know? And the oh, other yeah, thing was I went all of 100 metres further up the hill and walked into the other supermarket who were just having their you know, yeah. special pension or hour session. That was yeah. about two minutes left or something and you know bought a box of bog rolls and I saw him in the 
in the and so did he. Yeah. So you know, the other thing that it shows yeah. is the absolute futility of arcing up when it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Picking on someone yeah. where it's not their yeah, bailiwick exactly. wick to fix, no. you know. Yeah. But then you walk a hundred meters up the road and you get what you're after anyway. Yeah. So you know what yeah. I mean? Just just why? Yeah. You know it's, it's kind of that attitude of don't you know yeah, who yeah, I am? Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact exactly. I've got something. I've got a limerick for you. When nights were old and days were bold and paper was not yet invented, they'd wipe their ass on a blade of grass and walk away contented. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fitting? Perfect. Yeah, it's poetry. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not the end of the world. That's know? it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not like there's no water or oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, a terrific but, point, but, though, but, but, but what's interesting, I think, is that, you know, um, social capital again, yeah. when, you, when, you, when you come from kindness... Um, you grow kindness back, it, 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 you know, and, and, and that's what social capital is. That, that's what can transform um, our Blue Mountains community when we start to slow down a little bit, have eye contact with each other. Yeah. Um, so this um, is a positive capital. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, re- and reinforce connections, um, you know, bet- uh, be- between each other. And those things actually deliver in the end. People say, gee, that place is special. Yeah. You go up there, those people are different. Yeah. I don't know what they got, you know, whether it's the yeah. mountaineer or what it is, and um, but, but they're doing they're doing something and it's palpable. I can feel it, mm. and th- yeah. I think that's the gift of mental health. When you're well, um, you exude wellness, mm. and it's catching. It's yeah. a bloody good virus. Well, look to what catch. we're doing, boys. Hey, mm. look mm. what we're doing here on community yeah. radio. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty unique, isn't it? You yeah. know, I think it's a big point of difference, and oh, we're yeah, doing that me. for for mm. our community first and foremost, and listeners, mm. isn't it? You know. You're coming on, uh, Bodie, and you know so many people have, particularly in the last month, have spoken about you know just how wonderful it is to have somebody come on and talk with so much knowledge, and then folks like yourself, Blue, that's you know given this country fifty plus years of service, and yet has so much positive and a wealth wealth of knowledge and, it's, and a wealth yeah. of knowledge, and just you know is so and inspirational. So we're, we're, I think we're doing yeah, the right thing, and, and you know. So much of your life is transferable too, you know, like without you even realising it at first. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm online with a number of associations, you know, like with the canyoning and uh, other adventure communities. And, and mm. so I often hook up with people and take them out climbing or abseiling or canyoning and I've never met them before. Yeah. And I had such an experience on uh, Saturday where this friend of a friend, uh, uh, Blue, next time you're going out, can I come? I'd really like to learn, you know, abseiling. Yeah. I really want to come out and, and do yeah. canyoning with you. And I said, well... <laughs> I had an experience about six weeks ago where I took a woman out canyoning and I really should have run an abseil training session for her first because she right. went upside down a couple of times and it got a bit nasty and I thought, well, I'll put you in a situation where, you know, you really didn't need to be. You joined this canyon trip. Um, you know, she was safe, but, you know, it, it could have been done better. So now I'm thinking, okay. Oh, kudos, man. You know, um, you know like, it's, it's like a, um, a birthday card a mate gave me when I turned 25 and it was in, you know, bullshit German and it's got, wir getroffen alt und too late smart. <laughs> this is about right. So, you know, I don't take any novices. I don't... Uh, where are your peppers? I don't take anyone canyoning now that's never been canyoning before. That's never abseil before. So yeah. now I always run yeah. an abseil training session before right. I take them canyoning. And such a, a woman um, who works in a very, very stressful field of uh, looking after children from right. um, really unfortunate families in the Newcastle area. Right. And uh, anyway, so I, I just ran a session out at Mount York for her Saturday morning and, you know, my... Um, great nieces and nephews were involved as well because he was up here wow. picking up some shopping I'd done for him in the Outdoor Adventures game. Anyway, um, uh, we went in my car and uh, we were just driving back and this woman says to me, 
Blue, today, with what I've learned from you and what I've learned about myself and, you know, working uh, at heights with that abseil training, it's the first day I can ever remember where I wasn't thinking about my job oh, wow. and what happened in it and what's going to happen when I go back to it. And she said, you thank got her you. into the moment. Thank mate. you for that. So I took her out from ah. where she was. So, you know, wow, all man. that stuff I've picked up, you know, through, through the Army and many, many years yeah. of doing stuff that ends in ING, you know, what I'm saying is, and again, I'm not looking for kudos or pats on the back myself, but you never know what contributions you make to people. Because yeah. to me, I'm just running an abseil training session yeah. because it's prep for taking it to a Kenyan. But to her, it was much, much, much <laughs> yeah. more than that. It was more than that because it took her out away yeah. from where she was mentally and psychologically and took her quite yeah. literally to a new place. Yeah. It, it, it has a lot, yeah. doesn't it, to, to answer for in many, many areas of your own recovery or mental health, if you want to play, or everyday life, that... That the the power of gratitude, you know, um, you know, just just saying th- we've spoken about this many times today, and that that's that's a wonderful wonderful example, isn't it? You know, like I said to said to to my girl that makes my barista down there at, at Lawson uh, who makes the coffee, I, I don't ever remember getting a coffee every day so consistent of the perfect temperature for me yeah, yeah. and you know if I said hey I want a hot coffee or a cold because she'd do it that way and every mm, mm. you know she said, this girl sees me park in my car and so when I come in it's there yeah it's just those tiny little things yeah definitely that yeah, she yeah. does that makes it and I said something yeah, to her I said you know that just it really makes my day you know yeah, it's, definitely. it's a, it's a it's, wonderful it's, start to my day to have just yeah. something so small but to to let her know that is so important, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that's that that that's one. Sharon and I have this thing where you know, if, if we're driving down Katoomba Street yeah. and you stop at one of the many pedestrian crossings, oh yeah, and the person acknowledges you and waves yes. to you or gives yeah, yeah, you yeah, a thing, yeah, yeah. that's local. They're yeah. local, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they yeah. invariably are. But if yeah. they just accept it as an entitlement and they're busy and they're rushing, you know, a bit like um, you know, Banjo Patterson, you know. Uh, um, you know, in uh, you know, uh, uh, Clancy of the Overflow, in the fetid air and gritty of the yeah, dirty, dusty city, through the open window, floating road. spreads its foulness yeah. over all. And the hurrying people daunt me, and their pallid faces they haunt me, me, as they shoulder one another in their rush and nervous haste. Because townsfolk have no time to go, they have no time no to waste. waste. And you see that in people crossing the road in Katoomba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mountains people, oh, I'll get there in plenty of time, and yeah. I've got time. Thank you, driver, for stopping. Yeah. Even though it's required by law. Yeah. That's not the point. Mm. You stop for your pedestrian, a local will acknowledge you because we've yeah. got the time and the headspace to acknowledge. If you come up from Sydney and you're only here for a day and you're just going to get to those shops and you're going to get down the mountain and you're going to take it off and make it worthwhile because you're going back to work and I hate that job. You I, don't wave. Uh, you don't wave. Do you know, what I, I get, on you know what I get is, is I will go, like in town, like, there's one thing I'll always do is and is stop at a stop sign. It's, it's not really common practice here, to be honest. You don't see people, they'll go to a stop sign, they think it's a giveaway. Mm. And, I mean, I go to a stop and I stop, and and sometimes I, like I've been beat because I pause for a second, even though there's no cars coming. I've got to stop, you know, and um, yeah, and and as I was going, I was like, what what's going on, man? And anyway, the guy comes around past me. He goes, mate, the stop sign doesn't turn green. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought. You know what? I thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because like- now I saw a clip on Facebook about two months later. And the police pulled over this couple, right? And she's in there, this lady in her 60s. Mm, and mm. She, I think she's having a joint inside the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She opens the window and the smoke comes out. And the guy says, mate, if you look, you don't have your license and registration. What are you doing? She says, 
I'm waiting for the stop sign to turn green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I it's thought, like, that's very Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it wasn't a rage incident. Mm, you I know, know you I thought, it's funny, mean. this guy. He's obviously in a hurry, but as he's come to pass, he's put a bit of humour on it. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, mate, the stop sign doesn't turn green. Yeah, it's, good. Know, it's, it's like, it's, it, the first time I ever heard it um, was, in, was in Melbourne, and mm. you can apply it to Sydney in particular yeah. and anywhere around the world, is that. Uh, uh, and it's great. The definition of a split second, the right. time between in Melbourne, the lights turn green and getting beeped from behind. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah, beeped from behind. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's such a hurry down there, aren't they? Mm. I mean, the council mm. workers are so quick, they knock off at four and they're in the pub by two. Yeah. <laughs> That's quick. The thing I'm interested in is um, uh, what are the shifts that cause us to understand something in a much deeper way? Um, and yeah. you know we, we're, we're talking about social capital and we're talking about making a difference by the way we interact with each other but what, what's really interesting for me is those moments where you realise I think I've been I've got this all back to front yeah. um, suddenly the light bulbs come on yeah I could do this differently mm-hmm. and, I, and, and those shifts when they occur they last forever and I think that's the thing I'm excited by is when people make those radical shifts. Now, I, I, Blue took me uh, with another guy um, for an abseil in, in Mount Vic there and, um, um, you know, climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, on the way home, um, I was in the back of a car um, and I was as high as a kite. Yeah. I was so just elevated by endorphin, yeah. endorphins. Um, I had to put three seatbelts on him to hold him down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I was kind of stupefied, but in this kind of place of incredible... Isn't that oh awesome? Oh, my yeah. God. And that lasted three days. And I can still um, experience, re-experience yeah. That, yeah. That, uh, that shift of consciousness that came out of having such a profound experience. And it's so... So much life, you know. I got that yeah. with my daughter, you know. Today I woke up, far out, I felt good. I was about to say something yeah. else. Yes. But you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. Ab- absolutely. But whatever shifts that we can actually um, uh, allow other people to actually sort of experience, yeah. um, that is um, social capital. And you know what's interesting? Every time we generate social capital in our community, mm. um, we are... Um, coming back into that the real power is in the community it's not in the medical model it's not in um you know in in governmental processes it's not even in the council and its regulations and 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 doing rates rates rats and rubbish um it 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 isn't what we do towards each other that actually creates an incredible shining beauty of um i'm I'm happy to be alive Mm. and and that's wellness that that is um, me, um, a, a sense of I am I and I'm with others yeah. so it's that sense of I'm an individual but yeah. I'm in this beautiful uh, gathering of good people and um, a natural environment yeah, yeah. definitely and it, it just goes to show you know is that um, you know when you travel a bit that universality you know and I, I often say to people um when you come back from a holiday or a trip somewhere yeah. and you say, oh, that was a nice chapel or that was a nice building or that was a nice bridge or that was a nice cliff. Sure, sure. The thing that makes people's eyes light up when they talk about coming back from somewhere is always a human interaction. They'll yeah. meet someone on a train. Exactly. They'll have an experience in the street. 
um, you know, we were in Japan recently in November last year and there was just a almost like a Monty Python queue yeah. and yeah. the shop was closed. <laughs> so I went up to these women and, you know, through, you know, very backward Japanese sort of asked what was going on and there's some kind of ceremonial kind of a butter cake thing wow. that only one person is allowed to have and the shop opened at like, you know, nine o'clock and they were there from like 7.30, just queued wow. up to get one of these ceremonial butter cake things. Yeah. So I just said, well, you know, like the queue starts here, you know, behind me, <laughs> you know, and all these Japanese women laughed and they thought it was wonderful and <laughs> we're just kind of chatting in broken Japanese and broken language. Yeah. But it was wonderful. Like the whole mood yeah. lifted because yeah. now they had this... You know, big Aussie bloody yeah, character yeah. who's going to jump in the front of the queue. And yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. you know, ladies, you're a bit late because I'm going to buy 15 cakes. And, and, they <laughs> and, and, and they're going to sell them to me and you've wasted all this time <laughs> no here way. for nothing. And the whole group just cracked up. You know, now that's something I remember. You know, and we yeah. went to Hiroshima, we got bullet trains, we yeah. went to pagodas, we went to gardens. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So what? Yeah. You know, but it's those human interactions mm. that you've got to go out of your way to make. Well said. They're the things no, you remember. Well said, man. And, you That's know, it's often the tiny, connection. tiny things. And, you know, I know without even knowing who you're talking about, and I don't even know what cafe you're talking about, yeah. but I bet this woman who's your barista also tells yeah. other people about this bloke who invariably shows his gratitude and thanks for the coffee and you know it's no small yeah, thing I didn't, see, I didn't look at it that way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she would yeah. she would she would tell the story like you tell yeah. the story yeah you know so yeah. you know you can't overestimate those human being Absolutely. connections yeah. those things that make yeah. us human because you know um it's like that great comedian from wa uh, judith scott she says you know uh she wrote a book about it actually she said yeah what is life you know what is life and she said we're all just trying to make something out of this shit sandwich that we're all yeah, in together. Yeah. You know, that's really what it's all about, you know. We're just trying to make it work. None of us are perfect. Yeah. We're all learning. We're all making mistakes. But, hey, you know, like, um, nobody's perfect, but we're just trying to it, yeah. make this work in this bloody shit sandwich called life. And yeah. I think that's fantastic. You know, but it's no small thing, you know, to live in a place where you know who also lives in this community with you because they just take the time to acknowledge your wave as you cross the street. Mm. But also to be able to walk into a cafe like you can mm. and the barista starts making your brew yeah. for you and you don't even have to say that yeah. ultimate thing of acceptance in a community, yeah. the usual thanks. Yeah, yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. you often try that on and it comes across as a bit of a wank, you know, yeah. when it's not the usual and they don't know who you are. You say, yeah. oh, just the usual. Yeah. But where you can do that, that's one level. But where you can do it without even yeah, verbalising your order. That's another. That's, it, that's gold. Another, that's, you're in Nirvana and there, you mate. Play so, and you know, yeah. it's no small thing to be yeah. able to just walk into a cafe and watch your coffee being made yeah. and it, it gets brought to you and it's the way you yeah. want it, it's the way you have it. Wonderful. And even if you have a Lemington with it, like I do when I sneak into uh, Unique Patisserie without the missus and then the Cream and dob on me or? next time, I, yeah. oh, you know, a long black. <laughs> Long black with a bit of milk on the side and a lemo, yeah, you know. Yeah. And Sharon will go in there and say, "Did Billy come in last week and have a lemo?" <laughs> <laughs> and they invariably, they invariably dob me well, in. Well, they're like they're going to lie to them, you know, right? <laughs> they don't even ask. Coffee comes out. There's, there's the lemo. The yeah. Boom. Yeah, it's gold. He's not with the missus. The lemo today. Yeah, uh, it's wonderful. But, but that you know, receiving that is a wonderful thing. But you 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 apply that yourself. You know, as you say that you think I do, or that you know. Young yeah. Jess might say this young lovely bloke comes in and and says so many wonderful things and but you're going to do that in in, in your own marriage or uh, relationship mm -hmm. or with your parents mm -hmm. or with your kids mm -hmm. you know it's wonderful well look 
We're coming to the time. I know we've got to duck off in a moment. But um, before we go, uh, just a quick thanks once again to uh, all manufacturing uh, personnel, um, recruitment and labour hire in the manufacturing industry. Uh, been a great support uh, of the Men's Mental Health Show, 0416-700-870 or 0404077666. And we just want to send Craig uh, Beachy Baby our love. Uh, wish you all the best uh, for this week. He's going in for a big op. And, um, yeah, well, all the all the team here of uh, sending their love, buddy. And uh, and also, too, to Ron Green, who's, uh, who's uh, looking at uh, perhaps, uh, you know, a bit of a battle, but uh, he's been you know, the, the stalwart of RBM here at Radio Blue Mountain. So, yeah, much love to you, Ron. Um, and big thanks to Mounties Group. But before we go, boats, don't give us that uh, poem that you, you wrote earlier this morning to your gorgeous wife, Annette, um, in the in the French Paris, what's it called? Um, Little Paris. Little Paris. <laughs> and you wrote it off the cuff just before you came on the show. So get, yep. give it to us once again. Well, I'm... Um, I'm 73, and um, after playing blue badminton for two hours, um, you know, there's a bit of creak in the old knees. You played so, this morning. Oh, no, this yeah, was yeah, right. on Sunday. But um, so, old bones, old wounds, old habits, old wins, old losses. Time for a renewal, knowing when to rest, knowing when to giggle, to bring forward the best in both of us. So, good, um, very good. yeah, look, can I just finch off another little Yeah, poem? they're so powerful, that boat. Yeah, they, they are. This is uh, from Emily Dickinson, who's a famous um, American poet from way, way back. And she's, she's talking about love and proof. Right. That I did always love, I bring thee proof. That till I loved, I did not love enough. That I shall love always, I offer thee. That love is life and life have immortality <clears throat> this dost thou doubt sweet then have I nothing to show but Calvary <laughs> and I think uh, yeah. I mean her, po her poetry um, yeah. um, digs deeply into what is love um, and how do I know that you know that I love you um, yeah. and um, when love is not met the suffering that comes from that because yeah. Calvary is the place of suffering. Yeah. Um, and um, it's terrific. That, 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 um, that we, we can sit with the idea that we love, yeah. but until we're, until we're challenged or affirmed or, or, or met with resistance or um, have resolved a struggle, yeah. then we actually love again at a, at a deeper level. Yeah. So love is always a growing understanding. And I think... If that's what it is to be human, isn't it? Hmm. Um, to uh, hmm. for for us to kind of go beyond the status of life, the money that you might have, in the, the car that you drive, all those external yeah. Yeah. references. I'm much more interested in the hmm. quality of the relationships yeah. um, that exist yeah. as a, a indicator of deep yeah. wealth. That, yeah. That's my bottom line. Yeah. So that's wonderful, man. Hmm. Wonderful. Good. 
Uh, Blue, thanks, man. It's such a, a an honour, really, it is, to have you here, mate. Yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure, you know. We always talk about you many times when you're not here, and we often say very, very cruel things about you. But when you're here, hmm. we love you, mate. Oh, <laughs> we, know we love you. Well, you know what they say, keep, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll see you in a couple of weeks then. Yeah, right? yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, come sure. back in a month's time. And, yeah, know, we'll do we've, we've got a really good sort of uh, circle. We've got Christian Mortensen or the Mills. Um, hmm. who's a paramedic a terrific wonderful man Lox who's I ran into him at the supermarket last night who's going to publish some of Bodie's poems um, we're going yeah, to look nice. at getting some money behind that to, hmm. to get that up and Good running and, um, yeah it's wonderful but look, we've, got about, look, uh, we've got about 30 seconds um, the, the Ambo that was on the show here the other day Christian uh, yeah, yeah I said I, I seem to be getting a few colds and he said uh, yeah uh, immune senescence yeah. <laughs> yeah the most unkind thing he could have said yeah. immune senescence <laughs> Yeah, I've got a mate that's, uh, that's also a uh, scatty, special casualty ambulance team. And I said, I, um, I won't take my first aid kit because I know you'll have a pretty comprehensive one. He says, no, no, no. He said, I just pack a couple of there, there's. <laughs> so if someone gets badly hurt, so oh, there, 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 there. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks so okay. much for tuning in. All the best. Men's Mental Health Show.